From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women, the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, and today it is my great pleasure to introduce our esteemed guest, Chief Magistrate for Gwinnett County, Christina Hammer Bloom. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Amanda. It's exciting to be here. I'm excited to have you, and it's taking everything inside of me not to say aloud what we talked about before we got on the air. Hey, we're just girls being girls. About you being the hammer. Oh. <laughs> Bring in the hammer. I didn't know what you were going to say. There were a couple of things, couple we, of things we talked about. Let me give our listeners a little bit of background if they don't know you personally or through the marketplace. Um, but Christina is the chief magistrate of the Gwinnett County Magistrate Court. Uh, Judge Bloom began her legal career in 1994. And although she practiced in a variety of areas, she spent most of her time in the federal court system specializing in the representation of city and county governments and public officials. And I'll let her get into a little bit more about what she does during the day to day here in just a minute. But she handles approximately 100,000 matters annually that's well, not me uh, personally my not court you personally yeah. your court I was gonna say that sounds it feels exhausting. like it. any working mom would say it feels like we handle but no my court usually handles between about 80 and 100,000 matters a year wow so share just a little bit about your role within um, the magistrate system and educate our listeners about what your day-to-day is like sure um, if the court system was a hospital I like to describe it the magistrate court would be the emergency room um, we handle, their, first of all, the structure of the court's a little bit different than some of the others in that I'm the only elected official. I've been the chief, I guess, since 2013. I've been in the court uh, since 2005. I think this month is my 17th anniversary as a magistrate judge. Congratulations. Yeah, it, I was 15 years old when I was sworn in. So, <laughs> no. Time goes by so fast. So fast. Um, but the, the magistrate court has... Six full-time judges, seven including me. My um, then I have about sixteen or so uh, part-time judges, and I hate calling them part-time because that's just their job. That's what they do. Um, our court provides services that you don't think about on a day-to-day basis, but you hear about the most probably. And we do arrest warrants, search warrants. Um, we handle the protections of everybody's constitutional rights when they first get arrested. Um, we're, by the time somebody's been in jail, two weeks, I would say, um, maybe three or four different magistrates have looked at those warrants or looked at the case or we've had a preliminary hearing to determine whether there's enough evidence to continue to hold somebody in jail. We've done bond determinations, uh, those kinds of things. Um, we also handle a wide variety of civil matters. We are an amazing resource for small businesses in the fact that the small business community doesn't need a lawyer to come represent uh, themselves. In state and superior court, the different kinds of courts, you have to have a lawyer to represent your business under Georgia law. It's not my law, that's Georgia law. But in Gwinnett County Magistrate Court and any magistrate court, businesses can represent themselves, which is I have no problem with lawyers. I've been happily married to one. I sleep with one every night is what I say. But if you're a small business and you have to make a decision about whether a $500 bill you know, that's unpaid, you want to try to recoup it, or whether you have $2,000 that a vendor owes you, or you know, even if it was 
an oil change situation or a products kind of case where the amount in controversy is less than $15,000, you can come to magistrate court. We have free mediation services. You don't have to make the decision. Again, lawyers are awesome and they're absolutely welcome in our court. But for small businesses, I always like talking in the business community about these resources we have. Because another cool thing about our small business court is the fact that we actually do it at night, too. So you don't have to, if you have a small, you know, a tire child store or something, or, or a child, yeah, yeah. if you, you can come to court at night at 630 and we'll do the calendars. We also have free mediators there to try to resolve the disputes between the parties. And mediation normally costs a lot of money. So we provide those resources to people and the business community. So we're important, I think, to a safe community in the fact that we're also 24-7 um, our court, there's always a judge on duty because think about warrants, search warrants, arrest warrants. Um, I've been at the jail in the middle of the night when a SWAT call out happens and they need a warrant because there's a victim inside a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear about that in the news, but that's kind of a, you know, it's, that's another reality, day. Yeah. yeah, that's a reality. So we have judges on duty 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, not only providing access to the um, warrants and things that officers and public safety needs, but also we're there to provide access to constitutional rights that people who are accused and are in jail um, do. We also do landlord-tenant matters. I know we've gotten a lot of publicity um, for our collaboration with uh, Commissioner Marlene Foscue and Matt Elder. I think we did a different podcast talking about Project Reset where we were able to utilize and build a pipeline to CARES Act and ARPA funding. And we made an impact last year of uh, only, I think, 40% um, less dispossessory filings wow. we had in our court last year just through the, the collaboration between the county, Home First Gwinnett, and, and my court and the processes we built. So we do a little bit of everything. We do debt collection, um, not our favorite, but it's important, you know? And um, I'm pretty proud. We have a a staff of about, I have four calendar coordinators. I have an executive director, and then I have um, a staff attorney position. I haven't filled it coming out of COVID. It was really hard to you know, find things, find people that were willing to come to work every day like we did. And then I have about 30 clerks that our clerk of court assigns to us. So we're a big operation, but um, I couldn't work with a better group of people that are more dedicated, more selfless. And I probably had one of the only places that I had to beg people not to come to work during the worst of COVID. They just wanted to be there, wanted to help out and show their dedication for sure for sure we have a lot of social work kind of activities going on we try to divert people away actually from the justice system one of the things I always joke about and I say it's true um, anybody that's heard me uh, talk about my job I say I come to work every day trying to put myself out of business but I also am willing to fail every day miserably at that but we like to utilize programs and opportunities in our court for people to help themselves when the issue might not be legal. It might be mental health. It might right. be addiction. It might be family. Mm-hmm. It might be those kinds of things. I know um, the sheriff's office here in Gwinnett, I think it was last weekend on the 7th, they hosted a mental health awareness a kind of event per se. They asked if we would help promote it. And it was all again, like you were saying, yeah. to provide the community with resources 
and kind of show them that they weren't alone there if you're a victim or if you're just curious about how you can participate with mental health? Well, I think a lot of what the sheriff's department do is I have I have a kind of a, you know, my operation is I have six courtrooms at the Justice Center at the big courthouse that people refer to as GJAC, the Gwinnett Justice and Administration Center. And then I have four courtrooms at our jail court annex and all of my family violence and all of our criminal cases and things like that are out at the jail. But I was at the jail all day yesterday hearing family violence cases. I was on the bench. That's why my voice is a little, I said a little hoarse today. Um, but we, uh, at the jail, what you see a lot of in a community as big and vibrant as ours is people with mental health issues often end up intersecting with the law enforcement community right. and the justice system. Right. You know, they might be, people come to us with a problem, like my son is an alcoholic and he's, addicted to drugs and he's become violent in the house that's how they present themselves um, to us and we can't tell them what they should or should not do we're not permitted to do that but I always refer to our court as sort of a compass court to try to point people in the right direction of what resources might be available and mental health unfortunately in the sheriff's department if there are special we, we call them pods pods are housing units in the jail that are have highly trained deputies that deal with people who are have a mental health challenge. Sometimes the challenge is a chicken and an egg. Are you? Do you have a, a mental health diagnosis or issue because you were addicted to drugs and that happened, or are you self-medicating because, of because you illness. have a mental health? Right. And either way, it doesn't really matter. It's just a challenge that it's sad when your primary mental health facility is your jail. Yes. And that's what I think our sheriff's department is trying to raise awareness about. I could talk to you about that for a while, but I'm sure it might become controversial for some of our listeners about the displacement of people who were in mental health facilities and then they were closed down not and, too long ago. And certainly not what I'm, yeah, certainly not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the reality of someone who um, has a mental health challenge that might make them violent, might make them, you know, am I saying that they should sometimes for sure you know if you're a danger to the community or someone else and you or break yourself. the law yeah. or yourself um but but you know it's not a certainly not a political statement it's just a fact that a lot of people um who who face real mental illness um can in some point in their life you know have a challenge that might involve the legal system and and um it's something that I think I'm proud of the community for kind of being aware of mm-hmm. and taking the stance. yeah again yeah for sure just awareness resources. makes a difference yeah. resources 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 that's really interesting to learn thank you for sharing um kind of in depth about what you guys do i had no idea that these mediative me, is that a word mediation mediation, mediation <laughs> yeah. services were uh, provided as a courtesy yeah. of the county you said one thing i, I want to ask you really quickly uh, under 15k free mediation and also you did landlord and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that do you guys also work with like hoas whose fines are in arrears well, and in pursuit of- it's interesting you say that you know at, at homeowners associations they file suits pursuant to the covenants and declarations of that association, association. when you buy in it's uh-huh. like it's contractual so they all have lawyers most i i HOAs, I've we never do. seen one. Yes, yeah. the reason yeah. I'm asking from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do, our attorneys, David yeah. Boyata, Alfreda, he's fantastic. But we have um, several people that are in arrears exceeding 15K. 
and um, they have hired their own attorneys. Sure. Now we're all kind of just duking it out. And I'm wondering in a scenario like that, because there's a lot of um, retired elder folks who've been fine. They might not be able to afford an attorney. It, it, HOAs they... do, sue, do sue in our court. The, the $15,000 is the Georgia legislature established that as my jurisdictional limit, meaning the amount of money below that can go to magistrate court. Because one thing that's interesting about mag court um, is that we do not have um, jury trials. So it's all bench trials. Bench trials is when it's just the judge that decides. So we could move, I mean, gosh, we were able to, and I have so many, you know, we have a big court and a lot of judges and we're able, we were able to catch up real quick um, when the courts opened again, just because I said we used to call it going, I call it going wide. I use a lot of sports analogies. We'll go wide, meaning that I might have smaller calendars in more courtrooms Mm -hmm. so we could catch up. And we don't have jury trials. My colleagues in state in Superior Court have to deal with jury trials and that was the biggest holdup during the pandemic mm-hmm. is getting juries safely back in the building and certainly understand that struggle. But homeowners associations, it depends on the amount. Those can rack up fast. So if they're over the jurisdictional limit for magistrate court, they file usually in state court. Can anybody work out? Yeah, I think most often it, it's a it's a little bit of a misconception that um, litigation is always the most cases don't go to trial. So I always tell people, you can try to work it out. I can't force you to work it out, though, as the judge. Mediation, free mediation services that we provide in magistrate court, of course, if you, if you're the homeowners associate, we, we, you know, would let you resolve it um, if you wanted to. A lot of our customers, as I call them, in magistrate court are self-represented. So as I said, if you're self-represented, you're not familiar with the mediation Mm -hmm. process or things like that. So our trained mediators will come in and utilize the mediation process to help them come to a resolution that's, I always like to say, mutually tolerable. (laughs) Because it's a lot better if they can work it out. And a couple things I've changed about how I've looked at cases over the last few years, particularly coming out of COVID. Because COVID, even though it was the worst thing I've experienced, of course, in you know, our lifetime, it was crazy um, and horrifying and so much sickness and just, it was sad and hard on everybody. But the one thing, you know, I utilized is I took opportunities to reimagine sort of how we delivered our product to people. And one of the things when you talk about settling cases is I don't have this philosophy judicially that I force an arbitrary timeline on your case. You might need, if you want a payment plan that's going to take $5 a day for you know, 15 years, who am I to say that that payment plan doesn't work between that plaintiff and that defendant? So we've come up with ways in our court to sort of honor and respect the solutions that people craft, as long as they're within the law, meaning I will administratively close your case. I'm not going to keep hauling you back to court saying, I need a judgment. I need a judgment. I need an order. I need to close the case. If you don't need me anymore, I consider that case no longer pending. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe how successful that's been because again it's really trying to administer justice in a way that respects the solutions people come up with on their own and it's been great i just started to in our dispossessory cases a mediation program with the help of our um abby carter our mediation uh, director our alternative dispute resolution director for gwinnett county um, she and i got together and we started bringing mediators in to dispossessory court to try to work out maybe pay and stay or payment plan situations Mm -hmm. 
and um, some of my judges you know and I do dispossessories of course I do all the calendars in my court but in dispossessory court my judges who are the most seasoned were like gosh Christina this is working awesome because people are able to you know it's hard sometimes if I don't like you because you owe me money and you don't want to talk to me because you owe me money or something like that a lot of times people the dispute is over the resolution Mm -hmm. You know, and, they're and we can help them work involved. it out, and they're emotionally yeah. involved. So we're trying to utilize a lot of those processes, and um, I'm thankful that we've got a supportive administrative office of the courts and the resources to be able to do that. It's cool when they. I always say again, what did I tell you, uh-huh. Amanda? I always go to work every day trying to put myself out of a job. <laughs> you know, put, <laughs> trying to trying to end it and and say give people access to solutions mm-hmm. that they can intelligently utilized to solve a problem rather than the court being something that compounds it right well your passion is evident for what you do and I would be remiss if I didn't mention because it's quite the feat that you were the first female chief magistrate here in Gwinnett in 2014 yeah I was it was an interesting year um I will tell you the there now magistrate courts were actually created in 1983 I'm kind of a nerd with stuff like this but in 1983 magistrate court was created by the Georgia legislature when the code the Georgia code was overhauled justice of the peace and recorders courts were combined into magistrate court we in Gwinnett County got to keep our recorders court we're very thankful for it recorders court is the court where if you get a traffic ticket in unincorporated Gwinnett County or ordinance violations, you know, mm-hmm. county laws are enforced. And I'm very thankful for my colleagues in recorder's court because they are busy. But um, magistrate court combined both of those courts and was created. So the first chief magistrate was in 1983. So it wasn't too terribly long ago. Um, that was Judge Fred Bishop, and he's awesome. And then Judge Warren Davis was the chief magistrate after that for, I think, 20 years maybe? I don't wow. know. And then um, I actually met Judge – and then – it was Judge George Hutchinson, who's one of our Superior Court judges, and then me. So I'm only the fourth, so it sounds awesome, <laughs> but I'm number four. That's awesome. Um, Still, one of four and the first I lady. will tell you, the cool thing that year, though, is um, when I became the chief judge in 2013, that was the exact same year and month that the chief Superior Court judge and the chief State Court judge were also first time ever women. Wow. So I jokingly referred to us as the girl band because we had to go together to all these <laughs> events. And Judge Melody Connor, Melody Snell Connor, she's amazing. She's retired and now she's a senior status Superior Court judge. And uh, my good friend and colleague, our Chief State Court Judge, Judge Pam South, who will be retiring at the end of the year. Wow. And I'm sad thinking every day about it but the three of us used to go to these speaking gigs all the time and it was kind of funny because if one of us couldn't come like Pam say I can't make it I got court and I'd say but you're the drummer yeah (laughs) you gotta be there three pack so all that happened in 2014 2013 2013 yeah January 2013 but you'll never forget that yeah it was it was a great and I will tell you um Rosanna Zabo, who was our solicitor for a while, she used to say, and I don't know, this is probably crude to say, but the thing about women leaders is that women don't have to be on anything to mark their territory. I love it. <laughs> and I always thought that made sense to me until getting to getting to be the chief judge of a really big, busy court, probably one of the busier courts in the state of Georgia, is an overwhelming and daunting thing. I have amazing people, but to get to be the chief judge for the first time with those two amazing women um, – I couldn't be more thankful to have been just 
colleagues there, yeah. of theirs and have their support, their wisdom, their um, passion, yeah. their you know camaraderie, just ev- yes, fellowship, their friendship. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I was very that blessed. Brings me to my next point. Throughout your career, obviously you've been around many influential people. It doesn't have to be a woman specifically, but throughout your journey to reach the caliber of where you are. Who would you say was maybe a mentor, somebody that helped kind of guide your path along the way? Oh, I definitely have an answer. Um, Judge Warren Davis, who was the second chief magistrate, he's one of our Superior Court judges. I always say, you know, for, for we call him WD, and Judge Davis is um, a pioneer just in so many aspects of the justice system about, you know, standardizing forms and looking at processes. And I really learned a lot from him. And Here's, though, why I think he's probably one of the more influential people, um, in, certainly in my career, is that my first interaction with W.D. was as his lawyer. I was a senior assistant county attorney, and W.D., in my court, 8 to 5 doesn't really mean anything to me because I've been a magistrate for so long and we're 24-7. So my phone will ring at 2 o'clock in the morning. My phone will ring at 6 a.m. It doesn't it, – it, time in our court doesn't mean anything because we have things going on all the time and Warren was definitely like that back then so I would get as his lawyer I'd get an email in the morning that was like three you know if I printed it it'd be a three-page email from like 2 a.m. and I used to go down and be like hey pal I got this you know (laughs) Judge Davis I got this Uh and he was so fun to work with and one day I'll, I'll never forget he called me from his office and he said hey Christina I know what you're supposed to be doing with your life I go what do you mean he goes I go I'm a good lawyer he's like yeah but I know what you're supposed to be doing because I was thought he was going to tell me, hey, you need to do something, you know. At, the, at this point in my career, I'd been a, a lawyer for, I, I've been a lawyer now for 28 years, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I said to, to WD, I go, what are you talking about? And he says, I think you ought to be one of my judges. I think that's what you're supposed to do. And, you know, if you flash forward, up until we moved offices, I sat at the desk he called me from. I don't know, for eight, up until I just moved offices, which was hard for me to leave that desk behind because he was sitting <laughs> at that desk one day, I don't know, 18 years ago now, mm-hmm. and said, Christina, I know what you're supposed to be doing. He picked up the phone and called me, and I think that's just a, a lesson f- for me that I try to carry forward in developing the next line of leaders. What can I right. do? I always say we're all better if we're all better. Mm-hmm. So Warren took the time and energy to invest in me and say, I think this is what you're supposed to be doing, and how crazy is that that I sat at the desk he called me from you know telling me this is what you're supposed to do I had that job I became the chief magistrate and the journey wasn't you know there were a lot of times I was passed over things like that but your path is your path what's that indigo girls song we never fly as the crow flies get used to a country mile when you're learning to face your path at your pace every choice is worth your while oh I like it so I always think about that because people are like oh so easy I was like no it wasn't I've had some jobs that I've hated and the jobs I hated made me realize what I do love to Mm -hmm. do I think everybody has to have a job that sucks definitely it's character building well but not only that but it focuses you on finding your passion and your purpose but when I think about somebody influential in my career it's not only WD saying I think this is what you're supposed to be doing because honest to God never entered my mind before that but also someone who took a moment to invest in me Mm -hmm. and and to to help me figure out what I wanted to do and to be on my team and would you say he helped you bloom <laughs> bloom. <laughs> yeah every, well it's spelled blum b-l-u-m and a funny story about my life I've been happily married to an amazing man he's um a, 
an, a brilliant real estate attorney? like title attorney yeah <laughs> in in Peachtree Corners he does a complex real estate litigation and actually his law partner is my best friend Jody and wow. the two of them through our friendships over the years kind of developed this practice but <laughs> but the the hammer thing we when we first got married we practiced law I practiced in this you know high-rise downtown overlooking midtown and I vividly remember when you grew up with a last name like hammer mm-hmm. that's what people my husband still calls me hammer yeah. sometimes so when I got married and I went to go practice law I was like I called him and I said Jim they have to order my business cards but I don't know what I'm going to do and we were married eight years before we had kids but I said I don't know do I want to be Christina Bloom or do I want to be Christina Hammer? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I said I respect women who have the hyphen, but that's uh-huh. just a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. And I have really sloppy handwriting, so I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. And all he kept saying was, I just don't care. Do I have to just talk about this with you? I don't care what your business card says. Just do whatever you want to do. So I remember talking to him, looking out, and then I was like, I think you know, my dad and mom. I just have one other sister. So I said, you know what? I'm going to honor my, my mm-hmm. last name. And yeah. Hammer Cute. is now legally my middle name. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much of my identity. I just, yeah. and a lot of my friends call me Hammer. And you started your reputation with it? You <laughs> gained your footing <laughs> through your law career? I don't career? know. I don't know. If Hammer. I'm a very patient. I think, I think anybody who's been in front of me would agree. I'm a very patient judge. So I don't know that I, I, I think I'm decisive for mm-hmm. sure in, other matters and running my court and things like that so I think more more of my colleagues would call me hammer than the litigants I don't think it necessarily has to be have a negative connotation it's just ironic because you're in the court system yeah but if you weren't in the court system and I were to read it or meet you Christina hammer (laughs) I'd be like man she like hammer you know I know you're athletic scuba diving crossfit I'd be like you you know you bring the heat (laughs) you bring the hammer I'm also super clumsy I think hammer yeah it's a good it's a good last name um my best girlfriend has a good last name too she is her last name is married name is McAuliffe she's actually the principal of Stripling Elementary um she's Molly McAuliffe but her maiden name is Mustard so she's Molly Mustard and I was like that's a cool name I like it (laughs) Molly Mustard but I wonder if she got teased when she was young kids are so horribly mean I don't think so she she she's like mm, a Molly Mustard Cookie. Molly Mustard McAuliffe and all her sons yeah both of her sons have M names and her uh-huh. husband's Mike so Mustard. you can't be in their family without some the sort M. of M yeah. yes well we're going to take a short break um and have a word from our sponsors but when we come back we're going to talk about honey and oats mm-hmm. and we'll leave our listeners with that little teaser since 1982 CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. For those of you joining us, we are on Celebrating Powerhouse Women live with Christina Hammerbloom, Chief Magistrate of Gwinnett County. Um, before the break, we were talking about all of her 
community efforts and the way that she leads the charge um, we'll try to. In, emphatically and fairly. But we're going to switch and talk about some kind of personal things now, if sure. you don't mind. I'm an open book. You mentioned being hoarse before the show. Yes. And yes, as you were in I said court I'm sorry, I'm all hoarse. day. <laughs> Let's tell our listeners another reason why your voice might have been strained. <laughs> Well, um, here's the thing about me. As I get older, I think I think women in particular do a t- as a as a segue into what you want me to talk about. Um, women do a terrible job in in nurturing themselves and finding things that bring you joy. I mean, I love my job. I love what I do, and I love taking care of other people and being in the courts and trying to solve problems and the people I work with and you know the people we serve. I love all of that, but. You know, that's only half of your story. You have to, you know, I, I think we should all keep learning and find what brings us joy. And and um, I, have a, I have a little test I always give when I'm trying to decide if I'm involved in something. It has to, it's a two-part test. And I always say, does it bring me joy and purpose? And do I add value to the organizations? Because if I add value, but it doesn't bring me joy and purpose, I'm not going to add value for long. If it brings me mm-hmm. joy and purpose, but I don't add value... You know, what's the point? So when I'm getting involved in civic things, I think about that. But just for me personally, I try to do new and fun things. And one of my bucket list things was always trying to learn to play the guitar and um, speak Spanish, play the guitar, and dive with great white sharks. And I did the diving with the great white sharks last November. That was amazing. But I picked up my guitar, and I started to take lessons with a girlfriend of mine. And it just wasn't that kind of thing that – I didn't feel like my teacher first of all I was taking lessons at a place with a bunch of 12 year olds so you know as I'm sitting out there with my little bag and my shoes coming from work it didn't it wasn't my thing so I put the guitar down and then I picked it up again one day and one of my good friends um he's one of my best friends I just had lunch with him actually um he said come over to my house you don't need to start lessons again I'll show you a couple things Mm -hmm. he's really good at it so we started playing guitar and then we started playing guitar more and started playing guitar more and I would joke I said I guess we're a band now so at some point I can't even remember because every Tuesday for three years except if we have something like tonight we're not gonna band practice Uh um, because he's got something with his family but uh, I go to his house for dinner and he and his wife are two of my very best friends Mm -hmm. and she's brilliant and amazing too but we go in the basement and we play guitar for three hours so we started doing this and I joked I called her band Honey and Oats. It was a granola bar, but yeah. we did a skit once where it was Hall and Hall and Oats. Mm-hmm. So it's spelled O-A-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. So I've just sort of called him Oats. He's even play, Oats yeah. in my phone. He's probably, <gasps> if he listens to this, kind of kill me. But then um, Honey, you know, I got blonde hair, and I just uh-huh. thought it was funny. It was like a funny it. name. Uh-huh. So it started as like a little basement thing, and all of a sudden we started getting little gigs, and now we um, are performing in Parsons Alley July 1st <laughs> for the city of Duluth. And August 26th, then we've got a Rotary Means Business thing. We've done a couple of things. It just kind of escalated. Do you have, like, a Facebook page where no. I can find? Do you know, Amanda? Then how can I find the next Amanda, time you're playing if I, I can't? I I'm just going to no text you. I do social media. I do no social media. God bless you. I'm none. It's taxing. I have none. I have absolutely none. You mean you live in the real world? I have none. In the real, but actual it, world? But it kind of loops back to what I'm saying about women. And I have a great powerhouse group of women friends, too, that all support each other. And I think, you know, finding this hobby and playing guitar. When I'm playing guitar, I don't think about anything but the guitar. I think yeah. about, you know, playing and how am I going to get my bar chords and going to get the slide down and how am I going to do this and, and, you know, am I going to learn this little riff? And it clears your mind and resets you. It connects you to the instrument. Well, and it just to what you're it just doing. resets you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think women are always worried about everybody else. What makes you happy? What gives you a lot of fun? 
Um, and I have been so much better about that as I get older. One of the things my friends and I do now is during COVID, we all bought campers, like my little best friend crew. And um, we go camping every almost every weekend, weekend getaway. Very nice. Gwinnett, Where do you guys visit? Like we go to state just... parks. Um, we, I have, I'm on my second camper because mm-hmm. my first one was a little beat up pop up that we renovated, and now I have a little hard shell. But we, we go find little campgrounds, and aren't we blessed? Gwinnett County is so awesome. I grew mm-hmm. up in the military, and I could not love Gwinnett County more. But where we are in Georgia too is so magical because you can go an hour, hour and a half, hour mm-hmm. to two hours in any direction and go to a beautiful state park or or whatever. So we're so lucky. So we just go camp and just Enjoy we took nature. fly fishing lessons last weekend. Cool. Yeah, I didn't hook myself in the eye. He didn't let us use real hooks though, uh-huh. so that's the only reason I probably didn't hurt lesson. myself. Yeah. But but I think you know people women in general need to find what's a hobby that you want to do or try and my husband and I do crazy stuff like one year we've been married 28 years try to find something new one year we took as adults gymnastics and that was so bad I bet it was hilarious (laughs) yeah the nine-year-olds again that were watching I was trying to learn how to do a back handspring and it was just (gasps) the worst yeah so I think that you know the band my little band um with one of my best friends is just a fun thing to do and I I can't believe I every once in a while when I'm in his basement and we start playing and I always say Elisa come downstairs and listen she goes I can hear you fine through the vents (laughs) that's what she always says so we don't have many but you you also provide vocals yeah I do okay I do so you sing and that was I use theater a lot in leadership development Uh so I'm not um I'm okay, mm-hmm. but our band, it's fun. I bet. It it's sounds fun. fun. I'm going to look it up. You said, okay, Parsons Alley when? July 1st. July 1st. Let's see if I can make We're that. We're pretty nervous, Amanda. <laughs> oh, I bet you'll do great. It's really and you have all it's your friends in the audience, too. Just pretend well, like you're it's playing not, the but basement. But remember, we're what we call an ambiance band. Mm-hmm. We're playing this little stage in Parsons Alley mm-hmm. where people can come and go. Do you, yeah. Have you been there? No. It's really great uh-huh. in downtown Duluth. Uh-huh. It's not the big town green. There's a little stage that's built in by the barbecue and by Nacho Daddy's yes. and Good Work. I go, yeah. to, I go to Truck and Tap all the time. It's right, right across there, the from Truck and Tap. Okay, yeah. I've seen that yeah very nice i do like the ambiance so when everyone's out there doing their thing on the weekend they can just hear the music for sure well cheers to you for continuing to be a lifelong learner and trying new things (laughs) i'm curious (laughs) really quickly before um because time is passing so quickly you are also a mother so you have a son and a daughter a senior correct and then also a college well there i guess because we're in may my son will be starting a senior year at norcross high school and my daughter will be starting her junior year at georgia Georgia Tech. tech So in addition to all the responsibility that you have within our community, you also lead a family. How do you stay sane? I have the world's greatest husband. Um, you know, my job over the years, if I'm in it, I just did uh, a couple months ago, or maybe a, a time goes by so fast, right? Um, I just was in a big jury trial all week. And it was 16 witnesses from, I got to work at 7.30 in the morning, I got home at 7.30 at night. Um, and, and my job's not flexible. I can't take people home no. with me. So my husband has always been the best supporter, and sometimes he's been the one taking them to the doctor or the mm-hmm. dentist. But, you know, we have a good team there. Yeah. But my kids are awesome, and I'm so thankful. The Gwinnett County Public School System is the best. Um, we Our kids are, you know, born and raised in Gwinnett County. And um, Norcross High School, you know, Blue Devils are wonderful. My son's <laughs> going to be the – a drum major for the Norcross High School band next year, so That's we're exciting. really excited about that. But yes. 
I think the the trick for again it goes back to women just worry so much about everybody else that we need to take time and I make time in my schedule for hooking up with a friend or when are we going camping we always try to have something planned because I think what keeps you sane is what keeps you happy you know what are what's the joy what what brings joy to me you know is it playing guitar is it you know crossfit is it mm-hmm. camping mm-hmm. and making time for that it's not always easy and my friends who have younger kids i will tell you get to the empty nest syndrome i told my little boy is about to be a senior and taller than all of us in the family i said honey bun i'm starting to phone it in so if you need me to step in and really parent you i need you to kind of give me a thumbs up uh-huh. like get in the game mom but Otherwise, when you have yeah and we take trips together now it's a different relationship with your kids when they're older. older yeah i'd say myself my mom and i she's my best friend but it took me to be in my 20s for that that type of yeah. relationship to develop before then it was definitely parent you know in child yeah. but then it kind of evolved into something I where i do appreciate her counsel and sure. and her advice as well and but we start to different. change our relationships with our kids should mm-hmm. change you know as you sort of honor the people they're becoming so you mentioned your husband being an attorney so mm-hmm. i can imagine not to say there are many disagreements in your household but i'd say that everybody is pretty well equipped to argue their point uh yeah um, our daughter she doesn't engage in the argument much because she's just like she's kind of she's amazing but she'll be the judgy one my son's more the one like okay so here's what happened like he he couldn't tell a lie to save if if his life depended on it um Jim and I don't I don't know that we really argue that much but I do tell my kids when my kids are giving me something I say you know at work I only have to tell somebody something once mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then deputies get involved again. yeah and then deputies get involved <laughs> and um I've taken them to work with me from time to time and a couple times those were experiences yeah. but but it was important for me to show them that people like when I bring them to criminal court mm-hmm. a lot of them are just good people on a bad day mm-hmm. you know or sometimes there are really bad people but but I'm to see the inside out I think that yeah every family I mean one of my, my best friend Jody his his daughter just turned 15 the other day so I said hey buckle up buddy because <laughs> 15 year old girls are, and she's amazing she's mm-hmm. awesome but buckle up you know I've been a 15 year old girl it's definitely it's an odd time an in life. An odd time in yeah. life. So You're like, ride the way. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? That's what we said to each other during COVID and my staff when we were going through. And I got necklaces with little waves on them. It said, just ride, ride the, the wave. wave. I just like that. ride the wave. It's a constant reminder. What is the favorite um, family memory that you have, something that you've done all together with, with you and your kids? I know your one child is in college, yeah. so probably this is a few years ago, but share just a personal fun family memory. Well, we're all scuba divers. Mm-hmm. I have been a scuba diver. I have, oh gosh, She's probably over a certified scuba diver, yeah, thank you. I love it. Well, it's the only way they let you do it. Otherwise, it can't. Where do you do it here? Um, well, like we're nowhere. going, it's been hard through COVID. Our family's been skiing a lot lately. We love to ski. But um, Bonaire is a little island near Venezuela. Ooh. I've been 10 times, now 11. If you're not a diver, you wouldn't go there. There's no resorts or anything that are like, um, you know, with big tropical palm trees. It's a different kind of island, but the whole island is a marine protected park. So wow, I bet you see some beautiful We dive, dive, wildlife. dive. Um, I think a favorite recent memory is my daughter and my husband and I in November, um, my husband's uh, mother unfortunately passed away in a car accident last year, and it was a really rough thing. And it made me kind of recalibrate. I was in the hospital, and I said, "You know what? I'm not waiting for things anymore. I'm not gonna. 
I'll, I'm not going to say I worry about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, what am I going to do today? You know, I'm going to worry about today. Mm-hmm. And so we booked the trip that I've always been wanting to do, which is go dive with the great white sharks. I love sharks. I wow. love sharks. And we took a little boat out into the middle of the Pacific Ocean and lived on the boat for five days. It was a 20-hour crossing with 10-foot swells and puked my guts out. Wow. But it was worth it. And then we got in a cage and hung 30 feet below the boat and dove with the biggest was an 18-foot great white shark every day. Holy smokes. And did you have a like a guide or someone There was that a was... dive master. Okay. But we were in a cage. I mean, you're not going to dive. I've been diving with plenty of sharks, but you are going to have a cage. <laughs> they were so Has one big, ever, Amanda. like, you see on TV, like, when they, like, come up and, like, grr, grr, you know, like you see on Shark Week? It's Has that ever like happened to you? They well, they didn't bite the cage. Um, what was crazy is the water was 65 degrees, and I'm wearing a, like, a, a, like a seven-mil wetsuit and dive thermals, and... They put you in, and you're diving from surface air because tanks are dangerous in the cage. Mm-hmm. It was just me and my husband and my daughter in the cage, and then the dive master sitting, like, on the top, like, hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so they lower the cage down, and when they lower the cage down, you're, like, so cold. And the first shark I saw came, like, out of the blue. <gasps> when you're hanging 30 feet below, the sharks are super chill. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just doing yeah. their thing. But on the surface, if you're in the surface cage where they go for the tuna, they almost like fly fished for them with tuna. They don't chum because the sharks are real protected. Mm -hmm. So they tap that tuna and the sharks would do that just like Shark Week where they breached. They would come underneath the water like a missile and you could watch them. If you're hanging underneath them, watch them go up. I bet that's an experience. It Were you able to take spiritual. photos? Were oh, there? yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to check. Yeah. You don't have social media, so you'll have to I don't send have me social some. media. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, the, the, um, but I think that probably in recent memory, and just to get to share that with my daughter, mm-hmm. who's, you know, in college now, and it's a different relationship. Yeah. That's very exciting. Have a beer with her in yeah. Mexico, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. So when's your next scuba diving trip? December. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> we haven't gone in a while. The mm-hmm. family wanted to go. You know, it's... It's been, you know, my um, my mom passed away and Jim's mom and dad have passed away. So mm-hmm. I think this summer or this th- this Christmas, we were like, you know what, let's just Do, take a trip. Let's just take a trip. Yeah. And with COVID, it's been hard to travel internationally. Yeah. So we're going down. We rented a little house in Bonaire and we're just going to dive all day. It's a question. Obviously, you can't tote all your gear when oh, you yeah. travel. Okay, so you bring all your stuff? Oh, that was yeah. going to be my question. Yeah. Or if you rented it. Obviously, you don't bring tanks. No, you get those no there. But like your bodysuit that you mentioned and all of your personal diving equipment. Yeah, you know? I mean, you you don't. I have like what you breathe in is your regulator. And then you, my mask. A mask to me is like a pair of good shoes. Yeah. Like a comfortable mask. That well, wears, yes, good seal. Fit, and yeah, on your face. And then, um, you know, I have my dive computer that does depth monitoring, and then I have my regulator. And, you know, if I'm breathing out of it, you want it I, I want to know that it's taken care of and yeah. that it's good equipment. Just because you you're, you strike me as an extreme sports enthusiast, have you ever been skydiving? No, I would not do that. Really? I don't think you could pay me to do that. Have you? Oh, have yes, you? I have, actually. That's For crazy. For my 30th birthday with my father, and I will tell you, he and I, he had done it a couple times, and he's like, hardy <laughs> harp here. She's like, are you going to do it tandem or solo? And I was like, solo, Dad. Did you do it? Oh, That's I did. crazy. But I would highly recommend doing no. it tandem first no. because my <laughs> eyes were closed for the first three minutes of the experience because I was freaking out. So I didn't get to enjoy it. I'd rather... Uh. Amanda, be tandem. Just, I'm scared. You are an I'm, Air Force brat, but you've never jumped out of an no, airplane. No, no. I'm even a bad flyer. My husband, when we go traveling with friends, he's always like, who wants to sit next to Christina? Because <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think 
I think if I could fly, I always said, I think if I could fly the plane. They'd be different. Yeah, <laughs> like be driving because you're like yeah, stationary. Yeah, I'm in charge of it. But, mm-hmm. the, but there's something about the airplane that I power through because we do travel. I think travel is important. If you can travel. And one of the things we do in our family is we, we you know, we live in a pretty modest house and we experiences matter to us. So, yeah. so we, we like to, um, to plan the trips far in advance because if you plan them far in advance, guess what? Budget the for them. Yes, and they're paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy the tickets or whatever. And we always have something. But the... Um, Every time, you know, the, the longest trip I went on is we flew to Singapore. Have oh, you ever been that far away? I haven't. 24 hours on an airplane. And we flew, I'll tell you one, it was, we flew through Russia. We flew on Singapore Airlines, which was amazing. We flew down to Houston and then flew over the top of the world into Russia and then flew through Russia into Singapore. And it was really, it was a That's long time. That's something you're never going to be able to do again. Um, fly through Russia uh, yeah probably not it was I didn't think about that but it was an intense experience I mean we've done some crazy trips one of my my, oh you know what my favorite family memory it was with my best friend's families we all flew to Iceland in the winter and rented campers and camped across Iceland I bet that was cold. It was so cold, but so amazing. Yes, I bet it was beautiful. Well, we went and we found like local experiences matter. I think the things that should you should travel is experience the food, the people, and we found a sheep farmer in Iceland, and we emailed him, and he let us come plug our campers into his farm. We went into his house and ate with his gorgeous family, and they talked to us. And then my kids got up in the morning, and we all worked the sheep farm. Cool. Isn't that the coolest? Yes. That's probably my favorite memory. How did you find that person? Just emailed him. He what? had, you know, he welcomed people to his farm. Mm-hmm. So we're like, can we come? And yeah. But that's a, a true grassroots experience. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you guys have covered a lot of ground together. We try. Yeah. But again, the plane, yeah, I, nobody wants to sit next to me. I'm always like, draw the short straw, sit by Christina. She sucks on an airplane. Well, when you said that you got so sick on the boat, I was like, I bet she took Dramamine. And then I asked you about flying, yeah. so I was like, that might translate there too. No, I don't get, I don't get, I don't get sick on an airplane. Like I don't get motions. Are you a motion sick person? Mm-hmm. Do you get mo- the the boat though? I've lived on boats probably. I mean, gosh, I do trips where I live on the boat for seven days and just dive five mm-hmm. dives a day, dive, dive, dive. So I'd go on a lot of dive trips or sail trip. I love sailboats, mm-hmm. so I live on sailboats. It's always with me the first day. I got to get my sea legs. Yeah. And once I get my sea legs, like I was doing an open ocean sail, sailing the boat between St. Lucia and St. Vincent down in the British West Indies. And I was like, somebody take the wheel. And I just remember, if you've ever been really seasick, it was an open ocean sail. So the, and, and a sailboat goes slow, yeah. so you're bobbing with every wave. I was over the side, and I just remember thinking... If I fall in, it's okay. I just want to be. Just, just want to stop. My husband kept saying, you're not going to die. And I'm like, but I want to. And he's holding your ankles so you don't fall in. No, I was just laying there. I think somebody had to steal, steer the sailboat. But, the, but yeah, thing. I've been really seasick. I get maybe like the first day or two. And I was holding it together. But the waves were just intense. If we had been in, it was a small, like a 100-foot steel boat steel hull boat but if if I had one of the lower water rim rooms because there are only 25 divers on the mm-hmm. trip um I if I would have been higher up I probably would have been knocked out of my bunk while trying to sleep through oh, the night because it was the waves were that intense and then you think about all the movies like perfect storm and <laughs> oh yeah like, and you're thinking and then I'm like my daughter I got in that shark cage too and it's different when it's just you but when you're a mom I'm like that's your child I'm standing next to my child in 65 degree water about to be lowered 30 feet into the boat below the 
water in 300 feet, wearing a 40-foot weight vest to keep us down at the bottom of the cage because we had so much, you know, neoprene yeah. on, while 16-foot sharks. <laughs> it's like, this is going to get me, you know, in the news because of my parenting choices today. <laughs> I bet she thought that was the coolest experience. She did. <laughs> I, we asked her what's funny is I said, do you want to come? Because I thought she'd say, no, I can't make it work with school. But now they can do so much virtual. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's four more thousand dollars I got to come up with. It's <laughs> like, an unforgettable experience, though. That's what I tell myself she'll when I wrote be, the yeah, check. Ten years from now, she'll be talking. I'm I sure she so. tells all her friends already. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. So in the, robust, um, in the robust life that you've led, you've learned many things. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the quote here, but I'm not going to remember. It's something like <laughs> that a, a skilled sailor... Uh, like a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor or something like that. I'm sure we had so many water analogies with yeah. you. Yeah. But my question is for all of our listeners who... I'm surprised I don't have to go to the bathroom. We <laughs> talk about water so much. <laughs> Rocking the boat. <laughs> who uh, might be seeking some wisdom from your experience of life. What are some parting thoughts that you'd like to leave people that are listening? Um, you know, it's interesting when I I have so many amazing people in my life that I've learned so much from. One of the things I tell people when, you know, you're getting blue or you're trying to go through, and heck, we all have bad days. I have bad days too. You know, I had a meltdown the other day and it's just, you know, you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulders. But whenever I do, I, I just remind myself, this is the the one thing that I, I, I can't control much, right? In this uncontrollable world, there are only two things I know I can control. Every day I get up, I can control my attitude and my effort. Hmm. And I know if I've got those two things in control, then I'm fine. Because, you know, really, there's everybody's got stuff going on. But your attitude and your choice of being like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to. Mm-hmm can I what can I get out of this day that's good and I, am I perfect at it hell no mm-hmm. but but my attitude and my effort are the two things I know that nobody else can control but me wow. so if I can take care of that and then in the chaos that a day might bring you know just taking a moment and and you know there's a song there's a song Honey and Oats does it's a band Tarkio you haven't heard of nobody has but I really love them Colin Malloy with the Decemberists is in that band and I found this song you know do you find song lyrics that kind of speak to yes, you yes absolutely okay there's this one that la- lately we've been playing and it's really trying to help me with my B minor car- chord because it's a bar chord and that one just my nemesis but I play it and there's this song that it's about a journey and there's this one little line that just says as we relax into the ride I was like I have said that as a mantra so many times to myself I'm like I'm just gonna relax into the ride today mm-hmm. and nobody knows what I'm talking about because nobody else but me has heard of the band Tarkio <laughs> I love them Tarkio yeah it's an it's it's not in existence anymore but as you know my attitude and my effort are something that I can control am I always in control of them no but if I try like today I'm not going to be negative I'm going to be positive today and it's real hard sometimes and sometimes when my attitude's not great I'm going to pump up my effort sometimes when my effort's not so great I'm going to pump up my attitude attitude. and I'm going to use my attitude to pump up anybody else because you know you have those days where you're like yes it's a wash (laughs) so on those days where I'm like I can't get anything done my day is not my own then I quote my Tarkio song I said I'm just going to relax into this ride Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, I can't wait to look up the song. And if I were a, a betting woman, I'd say our all-star producer over there has already Googled and he's going to end the show with Tarkio. With Tarkio. Yeah. I'm just kidding. 
Yeah. Christina, my, I have had so much fun blossoming well, on this podcast with bloom. you. You know, everybody no, says blum. You bloom and blossom. But it's, spe- it's pronounced blum. Everybody calls me, ju- you know, there's like Judge Blum. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's bloom. It's German. I knew that because Shelly told me. Shelly. Yeah. I could not love that person more. She and I were at a Kentucky Derby event on Saturday and it was so much fun. She's in my girl tribe. Mm-hmm. She's a great gal. Yeah. She's in my girl tribe. Is Joy in your girl tribe too? Joy Mitchell. Joy Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, I've met Joy. Yes. No, but you know what? I need to. I need to go to lunch with Joy. I will happily make an introduction. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you her podcast. That would be awesome. So she gave me an analogy that I have to. I literally remind myself of daily. So one of my greatest joys is getting to spend intimate time with women leaders like yourself. Well, intimate, and we're talking to mm-hmm. microphones, yeah. but it, it doesn't felt like an intimate it. Yeah. setting. Um, and I like to extract not only for our listeners, but this little nugget of information for myself. And what Joy, whom I'll introduce you to, said. She said life there's it's always a juggle you're juggling balls in the air some are glass balls and some are rubber balls you have to determine which are glass and which are rubber because Mm -hmm. you can drop the rubber ones they will bounce the ones that are glass you cannot drop So that's how you kind of, but you know, determine. But what if I'm a really bad juggler? Amanda, I try all what these if things. What all my it balls are glass? Good. Okay. And you know what you have to be willing to do is fail. Fail forward. You have to be willing to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I'll tell you, the weightlifting has taught me that. Mm-hmm. Because in weightlifting, your goal is failure. You're Muscle looking, failure. You're Absolutely. looking to where you can't pick it up and you drop it. So next time I know, that's where I've got to stop work point. towards. Okay, so speaking of how many pounds can you deadlift? Oh, God. My deadlift um, is probably two. 205. Oh, nice. My PR for my back squat, which I haven't hit in a while, is 195. Nice. Um, yesterday, I did 50 power cleans at 95 pounds. So if I have bruises all across my collarbones, and yeah, but but um, I tell you what, stress relief, stress relief. What yes, what what brings you stress relief? Orange and it can't fitness. always be wine. No. <laughs> I'm an Orange Theory fitness enthusiast, oh. so I've not tried CrossFit though. A lot of CrossFitters that I meet say I'll that like cro- I have all the the energy that I'll I could. I'll take you with six, me. We can trade. It's we super annoying to all my friends. Everybody's like, "Oh God!" If they listen to this, they'll be like, "She brought up the CrossFit." CrossFit. It only yeah. took her. They time it. But Orange I'll go to Orange Theory with you. Okay. And you come to CrossFit with me. I would love that. That'd be great. It's a date. It's a date. Thank you for joining me today, Christina. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, I hope you have. And for all of you out there who would like to listen to more of our awesome episodes with powerhouse women, you can always find us 24-7 online at businessradiox.com. Look for the Rosie the Riveter icon. Also find us on your favorite podcasting application. I listen on iTunes. Where do you listen? I listen on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. It's right there on your phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am Amanda Pierce, and thank you for joining us on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. (laughs) 